1967. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody, the Friday edition of Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in lovely New York City. Corey Johnson in our Bloomberg Los Angeles Bureau on this Friday. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the market environment. What do you think about that, Mr. Johnson? Uh, I think it's a very different environment we've seen in a long time. A lot of talk, people talking about uh, overvaluation, about a stretched market, and maybe a time to start looking at some different kinds of investments. All right. Well, we're going to get more from Carterworth in just a moment. First up, though, back to your big, tough business stories, if you will, on this Friday. Here's once again, Catherine Cowdery. Thank you, Carol. Well, most stocks are declining for the fourth session in five. Weaker than anticipated reports on housing and consumer sentiment are adding to signs that the economy's growth rate may be slower than forecast. Food retailers are leading losses in the S&P 500 after Amazon agreed to buy Whole Foods Market for $13.7 billion. Howard Davidowitz, chairman of Davidowitz & Associates, says it's a good move for Amazon. There's no way to get a critical mass unless you buy a company. That's what they did. They'll be the best at delivery, and that's a huge part of food now. I think this is brilliant, and I think it's exactly what Amazon should do. Stocks have narrowed earlier losses as energy producers advance. Tech shares are slipping, pointing the NASDAQ 100 index to a second straight weekly decline. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. The Dow Industrial Average is up six points, trading at 21,365. S&P 500 down three, a tenth of a percent at 24.29. The NASDAQ is down 23 points, four tenths of a percent is trading at 61.42. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 28 cents a barrel, two-thirds of a percent to 44.74. Spot gold up a dollar sixty an ounce to twelve fifty six twenty. Ten year treasury up three thirty seconds with a yield of two point fifteen thirty one. Among today's top business stories, a CenturyLink employee claims she was fired for blowing the whistle on the telecom company's high pressure sales culture. In a lawsuit filed in Arizona this week, she said the high pressure tactics left customers paying millions of dollars for accounts they did not request. CenturyLink is in the midst of a thirty four billion dollar merger with Level Three Communications. Booz Allen shares are plunging down as much as 20%. Investors are trying to understand the potential impact of the federal government's investigation into its accounting and billing practices. Citibank analyst Jonathan Raviv says the investigation raises more questions than it answers. Two firms have lowered their ratings on the shares. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Over to you, Carolyn Corey. Thank you very much, Catherine Cowdery. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. talk actually about money in motion. It's a subject of a note out by Carter Worth. He's head of technical analysis over at Cornerstone Macro. We find him uh, on this Friday on the telephone in New York City. Carter, good to have you here uh, once again on Bloomberg Thank Radio. You. Yeah, hey. Uh, money Hi. in motion, what specifically are you looking at? Well, so that's the, 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 the headline or the banner or the title of the weekly piece. It's written on Mondays and sometimes midweek. But uh, this week's effort uh, was really about uh, – what happened exactly a week ago, which is to say the very aggressive selling in um, NVIDIA in particular, but other tech stocks, and now one week later and the implications for it. But um, I think the thing that's interesting, if you were just to really step back and forget about NVIDIA, is that it cannot be random that, again, last Friday, sitting here at this time, 
the market, um, the S&P 500 technology sector itself, right, the number one in terms of weighting at 23%, was within one point of its Monday, March 27, 2000 high. And at that moment, when we're just about to exceed a 17-year high, the number one performing stock in the S&P on a one-year basis, and two, and three, and four, and five, NVIDIA, reverses and turns lower. And simultaneously, so does Apple, and Amazon, and Netflix, and Facebook, and technology in general, and semis. And and what it really speaks to is fragility. Um, And it's not that humans, and that's what's important. It wasn't all of a sudden just a coincidence that the biggest portfolio managers, the biggest mutual funds and endowments and pensions all just decided just today, not colluding to sell their Apple or Amazon. It's machines, and it's more and more machines, and it has to be something we are all ever increasingly aware of. What's, what makes it fragile now when it hasn't been for the last few years? Well, that's just it. Or, or what? Why, that, that's, that's exactly it, Corey, meaning... If nothing was different on Friday, now there was some report, uh, I guess, about a short-selling case for NVIDIA. But NVIDIA has been going up for one, two, three, four years, and there's been short cases made all along. It's always the... And i, and I got to say, uh, I'll do love for my friend Andrew Lafferty. It was not a very compelling short thesis. <laughs> okay, so maybe, maybe even the content. And that's that's even more testament to how, how, how fickle or how non... Um, uh, random it would be then that why would it that all of a sudden the spilling would spill over to things that have nothing to do. Apple has nothing to do with uh, NVIDIA per se or certainly Amazon does or Netflix. So, Carter, that, yes, I'm just thinking about, you know, Corey and I talk to folks in the tech industry all the time and I just feel like we're getting more algorithms, more mach- machine learning, more AI yes. and so on and so forth uh, into financial trading models that there's going to come a point <laughs> where there is no maybe individual saying, well, wait a minute. Okay, I get why this is happening to Nvidia, but it shouldn't happen to the other names or whatever. Where they, you know, you kind of parse through the market. But as long as we have increased technology and automation in the market, um, I, I don't know. We're just going to have what big swings, kind of back and forth, based on the modeling. Or you're, or you're going to have right. I mean, so if we know that 400 plus billion in the trailing 12 months has left active managers and gone to passive, or otherwise uh, system-based um, systems and, and programs, mm-hmm. uh, it will be more and more because they don't. And that was kind of the point of the behavior pattern on Friday um, a week ago, because there's no way, right, that just randomly portfolio managers in Baltimore or San Francisco or Boston just all collectively in their group meetings say, "Hey, we should trim some apple today. Hey, we should trim some." No way. It's machines. Now, at some point, it kicks in and people see the losses and they themselves might act or, or, or take measures. But it's so fascinating that uh, it would be so specific to a type of stock and all at the same moment and all when the sector itself was just about to get to its all-time high of 17 years ago. It's fascinating um, stuff. It speaks to technicals. Yeah, the technicals are interesting here too. I mean, when you look at valuations, you know, there are some valuations that say the market's not too expensive. There are others that say it's fantastically expensive. And I wonder, you know, and, and we like to cherry pick our valuations. <laughs> which one's right? Well, no, it, but, well, who, who the heck knows which one's right? But I, I, I find myself cherry picking. I wonder what you, what you were paying attention to. Yeah, I mean, 
In principle, I suppose you have to say that obviously as long as this rate environment is benign as it is, and it's been this way for years and now decades really, uh, that, that uh, multiples on equities, the general rule is, can stay elevated. And uh, while they were elevated with no earnings and we had an earnings recession, of course, earnings have come back um, over the past uh, several quarters. And, and in that extent, maybe the market isn't that expensive. Here's an interesting stat for you. The top five stocks, and you know the names, of course, in terms of value, Apple, um, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. Their value at $2 trillion is the same as the bottom 250 in the S&P. And they, those two baskets, they traded the same free cash flow multiple. So in a way, maybe the big ones at the top aren't expensive, but they are crowded. That's a different thing, right? right? They're complacent. Yeah, yeah Grace of Carterworth, Head of Technical Analysis at Cornerstone Macro. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Susan Nathan Hager right now with a look at uh, uh, World and National News headlines. He's in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Corey, we just got an update on House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. He remains in critical condition two days after that apparently politically driven gunman shot him and four others at baseball practice outside Washington. Doctors say the bullet to Scalise's hip did substantial internal damage. And while they're encouraged by improvements to his condition over the last 36 hours, he will require additional surgery, perhaps in the next 48 hours. President Trump is talking tough at Cuba as he announces a partial rollback of the Obama administration's thaw in relations. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman reports. Policy shift aims to reduce tourist income for the conglomerate run by the Cuban military, which owns major hotels, including those managed by international chains, as well as restaurants and tour buses. The president flew to Miami to make the announcement. We do not want U.S. dollars to prop up a military monopoly that exploits and abuses the citizens of The president is not shutting down the U.S. embassy in Havana, nor canceling the right of U.S. airlines to fly to Cuba or stopping Americans who do go from bringing Cuban cigars and rum home with them. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. German Chancellor Angela Merkel is calling him the right man at the right time. Former Chancellor Helmut Kohl has died. Kohl led the reunification of West and East Germany during his 16-year reign, the longest since Otto von Bismarck in the 19th century. Helmut Kohl died today at the age of 87. Checking the U.S. Open leaderboard, Ricky Fowler once again stands alone atop. He is now eight under through three in the second round. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.